Welcome to the American Citizens Abroad podcast. I'm Michelle, and today I'm chatting with Nick Biblis, the Advancement and Communications Advisor at Jakarta Intercultural School. Welcome, Nick. Thanks for chatting with us today. Thanks for having me and inviting me on. I'm excited to be here. Could you tell us a bit about yourself and your experience abroad? Yeah, absolutely. Well, my, my first real experience abroad, I guess, was about eight years ago now when I got out of university and I started travel blogging. I got linked up with a travel blog and started doing some writing and traveling and backpacking around Southeast Asia. So I was doing that for a while. And then that kind of came to a natural close. I went back to the U.S., had some odd jobs. I worked on a U.S. congressional campaign in New York. Then from there, I started working back in the travel industry because being international and and traveling around and experiencing new things was something that I always liked and something that I always wanted to do. And then with my girlfriend at the time, but my now wife, we decided that this is something that we wanted to do together. It was kind of go abroad. So I was working at this travel company and she went to a fair for international teaching. And she came home one night I remember, I think it was a Friday, and she said, I don't know if it's going to work out for us. Nothing seems to be the right fit. I said, no problem. She went back to the second day of the fair, came home Saturday night and said, I think we need to move to Jakarta. That's how we got introduced to Jakarta. So that was four years ago. So I've been in Jakarta for four years. I came as a trailing spouse. And while I was here that first year, I was just kind of trying to find my way. I studied for and took the LSAT. I thought maybe I'll be going to law school at some point, and it turns out I am. And one of the things that's great about Jakarta is there's a ton of communities. One of my hobbies is Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and so I was able to find a place to do that and a community around that. I even started teaching and volunteer teaching some kids jiu-jitsu at a local community-led refugee learning center called Roshan Learning Center, which was awesome. And then towards the end of our first year here in Jakarta, uh, I talked to the school and that's when they offered me a position. So that's in a nutshell, kind of my experience abroad and my experience specific to Jakarta and what I've been up to. What do you think of Jakarta? What are the pros and cons of living there? And would you recommend it to other Americans who are thinking about moving abroad? In short, I love Jakarta. To me, it is the perfect kind of encapsulation of organized chaos, if that makes sense. Everything seems to be moving in ways that if you look from afar, you would think there's no way that works. There's no way that's going to happen. And then you get a little bit closer and you realize that everything is actually moving together perfectly. And it's got this really great flow to it. And there's so much to see and do here in Jakarta. I guess that's a good natural way to lead into some of the things that I think are the pros of this city, which are that I have a lot of fun here. I think that there's a lot of different foods to try, the, not just Indonesian cuisine, but all the different Asian cuisines that are here. There's great Japanese food. There's great Korean food, good Vietnamese food. You can find everything, which to me is great. It's one of my favorite things. Plus, all your senses are constantly working. There are so many smells, good and bad, I have to admit, but there are so many. There are sounds. It's just this place that is full every day of of what I feel like is just an adventure. Jakarta is a great place to travel out of as well. There are thousands of islands in Indonesia. They are beautiful. They're all different. There are thousands of cultures, hundreds just within Java alone. Indonesia's got a rich history in its fabric with batik clothing, in its coffee culture, 
it's just it's it's amazing. You're close to other places too, like Singapore, Thailand. So getting out to travel from Jakarta is also really, really easy. And if that's something you're interested in, then Jakarta is an awesome place to be. Obviously, the last couple of years during COVID, that hasn't been as true for the international travel part. But domestically, we got to see quite a bit, which we felt very, very lucky about. Some of the cons about Jakarta is that it can be a little bit frustrating sometimes when things aren't clicking at organized chaos, when it becomes a little too chaotic. Jakarta is notorious for its traffic. It's notorious for its air pollution, which are real things. I don't think they should detract anybody from coming here. There are ways around them and there are still ways to enjoy things. Mostly, I really would recommend it to people. But again, it's not for everybody. I think you need a certain aptitude, a certain comfortableness to just be able to roll with things and to kind of rebound quickly and and shake things off if they don't quite exactly go to plan. Indonesia and Jakarta specifically, I think, has the nicest people in the world. I've never met a group of people that are nicer and more kind. There's a person for everything. Everyone's got a person that you need a light fixture hung. Don't worry, I, I know a person. You need a very specific piece of clothing. Don't worry, I know a market where you can go get that. And everybody's willing to help. <laughs> and it's one of those things that really makes you feel like you're part of the community. But the city has a bunch of creativity to it, a bunch of hustle to it. And I think that shines out in everything that the city does and kind of what it stands for. You know, one of my favorite things is here at the school, there's a cab driver who brings someone in on a regular route every morning. And then instead of going back out onto some routes, he pulls over to the side, opens his trunk and sells breakfast to everybody out of the trunk. It's ingenious. I love it. I think it is just such a great way to just go that little bit extra, to do that little bit extra. One, he's helping people out. Two, it's a little side hustle. And then to me, that's the big story of Jakarta uh, in that one example that kind of represents the city. A lot of people do a lot with a little, and I think there's something admirable about that. All cards on the table. If you're a person who needs order and you need clear lines, then this might not be the place for you. You need to be comfortable living in somewhat of a constant state of ambiguity. Is what someone told me when I got here. And I just think that becomes more true every day, especially over the past two years. What is your role at the Jakarta Intercultural School? I'm the head of the communications and marketing department. Basically, that means all of our social media comes through my department. I have a team that is absolutely great and does that. I cannot take all the credit. We run our marketing campaigns. We also send out emails to our faculty community, to our parent community. We're a real source of information in that way. Managing the web presence and the website, kind of all the things that anybody in communications and marketing may work on just at an international school, which comes with its own fun and and curveballs. Being an intercultural school, I imagine that there are a number of third culture kids who attend. While working at JIS, have you noticed the different challenges that these kids face compared to those who are not third culture kids? That's a great question. You know, in my role, I don't work or interact with the students too much. But when I do, I'm always so impressed. They are all just so worldly. And I think that's because that's the environment that the school just sets up. It's a place where every student, every kid, even every faculty member and parent can kind of be themselves. We have over 60 nationalities represented in our student body, about 2,000 students. They all get to leave their mark on this place. They all get to shift the culture a little bit. And so when it comes to the challenges that some of these kids face, it's funny because right now it's exam time. 
So a lot of the high school kids, which my office is near the high school, I see them getting ready for their exams and I see them prepping and a couple of kids that I do know, hey, how's it going? They're like, oh, I got this big science exam today. Do, do, do you remember bio? How did you do? And I'm like, oh man, I cannot remember my bio exam, <laughs> but I do remember taking it. I think a lot of the kids experience in some ways, a lot of the same things I did as far as school goes, the third culture kids versus Indonesian students who are not necessarily third culture that's different is there's a constant movement. There are people coming in and out of this environment all the time. So those third culture kids are used to being in a place for a couple of years and then maybe leaving, going to a new place, then maybe leaving again. Whereas this is a constant for the kids who, you know, would not be quote unquote third culture kids. And so I think that's a big difference between the two. And, and I think there are challenges that come with that, with developing connections and relationships and I think it's a great thing to have that fluidity, but I can also see how that can be a challenge for some of the kids. And the kids who are here as a constant, I can see how that can be challenging at times for them too. I know that you will be repatriating back to the U.S. soon. Are you looking forward to returning to the U.S.? Have you been back often since living in Jakarta? We've been pretty fortunate that we have been able to get back once a year. So usually over the school summer holiday break, which lines up with the school year in the U.S. as well, We've been able to get back, see some friends, see some family. We have some friends that have had some babies, so we get to go back and we get to see some new members of our friends' family, which is great. And we always enjoy that. After being away for four years, I think we are looking forward to being back in the U.S. Both my wife and I will be going to university. I kind of alluded to it before. I, I took the LSAT while I was here, so I'm getting ready to go to law school. So I'll be back in New York, which is where I grew up. So I'm very excited to be close to friends and family again. Some of the comforts of home that we've missed out on, I think, are going to be great, especially all the holidays throughout the year that we've had to Zoom into or FaceTime into, and now we'll get to be there. I think that is something that we're really looking forward to. We will miss Jakarta a lot because we do love it here. We are looking forward to it. Do you expect for you and your wife to experience reverse culture shock upon your return? And are there any other challenges you expect to have repatriating? For sure. I think in a lot of ways, we feel like we've really acclimated to Jakarta both in the way that we operate and literally acclimated. It is so hot here in Jakarta <laughs> that now if we go into a place and it's a cool 70 degrees, we're like, oh, it's freezing in here. I need my sweatshirt, which is a little bit embarrassing as we're both from the Northeast coast where temperatures get way, way colder. So back to the question before about, are we looking forward to being back in the US? Not necessarily the winters. I think that first one is gonna be particularly harsh for us. But being in Jakarta and our expat lives, being able to travel quite a bit and experience all these new things, we are going to miss that, the adventures, and, and I will miss the coffee. The coffee here is so good and so affordable. So I think that'll be another bit of culture shock that we'll have some trouble readjusting to is, is being back in the U.S. And, and the prices of things. That'll be a huge difference across the living, but that's nothing that we can't get over. So I do think there'll be a little bit of reverse culture shock and re-getting used to the pace of the U.S. and where we'll be and, and how things work and operate there versus Jakarta. Do you think you'll move abroad again at some point in the future? And if so, where would you like to move to? I think moving abroad again is definitely something that we are looking at. It is something we are already thinking about. For us, that's always been a constant is where else could we go? Where else could we live? I don't think we're done being expats. I don't know that we're done with the international life. I don't know exactly where we'll be next, but 
I know that we haven't spent a lot of time in Africa or South America. So those continents are places that I could see us maybe being drawn to in the future, just so we can get some of those new experiences and see what those places are all about. We have some friends that have lived on both continents and in different areas. I know each country is a little bit different and each region within those places is different. There are large continents, but we know people that have spent some time there and have nothing but great things to say. I think that those are definitely places that we may be drawn to. We've also both kind of fallen in love with this area. We love Indonesia, we love Southeast Asia. So it wouldn't surprise me if we were drawn back here at some point also. We're kind of always, always up and ready for an adventure. In a couple of years time, we'll sit down and we'll take a look and see where exactly on the map we might have a good opportunity and what kind of presents itself for us. And the one thing that's great about my wife and I is we're always kind of ready to say yes to an adventure. So anything that does pop up, we will give it some serious consideration. Turning back to Jakarta, what is the American expat community like there? Who is it composed of? The expat community here is super great. I find everybody so friendly and so helpful. For me, a lot of the community and who it's composed of are a lot of U.S. embassy workers, a lot of people that are working for different U.S. missions or parts of the government, whether that be embassy, whether it be the DOD or USAID. There's a lot of workers from the U.S. that are here for that. There's a lot of teachers from America. The American expat community here for me is mostly people that are coming out of some sort of affiliation or role with the U.S. mission here or teachers. I don't know if that is super representative of the city as a whole, but in my world, I feel like that is who the community mainly is made up of. And do you hear of any common issues that Americans who live there face? Yeah, and these can be things that are big or small. One of the things that, especially over the last two years, that has been challenging for people if you require healthcare as far as regular, serious healthcare, regular doctor's visits, if you, if you need access to certain types of medication, that can be super challenging. Pre-COVID, Singapore was a great outlet for that. It was a cheap, almost an hour flight, less than two hours. A lot of people did that. So once the international travel bit got harder, a lot of people who had some health concerns didn't come back to Jakarta. That is definitely one challenge that I think Americans living in Jakarta have faced is how can we make sure that we can access the best healthcare that we need? I know the embassy has a great health team and there are options to find good care here in Jakarta, but that is definitely one thing that I have heard people talk about. Smaller things too, right? Like watching live sports (laughs) because the time difference can be difficult for some people. There's a really high tariff on alcohol here. So finding that nice, good beer at the end of the day sometimes for people can be tough. Obviously, those are small, small, small things. Those are most of the issues that I've heard about. Do you find that organizations who represent Americans living abroad are helpful in resolving any issues or problems you've had? Thankfully, I haven't had too many issues or challenges, which is great. Not too many problems. But I know that the embassy is super helpful in providing information. They've come to our campus before and they've put on a presentation for our faculty. The the head of the health department over at the local embassy has been a super great resource for the school and kind of helping us navigate these new challenging health times. Also, groups like American Citizens Abroad have some great resources. I believe that's where we found out how we can vote while we were here. They had a very helpful platform for that and some information. So we were able to register to vote in the last election cycle and the midterms before that. I think that here in Jakarta, there are definitely 
American organizations that represent Americans living abroad. That can definitely be helpful. I know some of them put on Christmas fairs and things like that, so you can get some good shopping in, some local crafts and, and necessities. So I think it's been great. We feel really lucky for all of the resources that we've had. Any final thoughts you'd like to share? My last thing is, if you're listening and you're interested in Indonesia, definitely come for a visit. Come here. Come visit. The country can use you. Come here. Come to the islands. If you're interested in Jakarta, you can check it out for a couple of days, but then get out to a beach. If you're into diving, go diving. It's got some of the most beautiful, beautiful, beautiful underwater landscapes in the world. And the people here are just wonderful. I promise you, you'll, you'll have a good time. If you're interested in Indonesia, come here. If you're considering moving to Jakarta for work and you haven't been scared off by anything I've said so far, then do it. It is an awesome place. It's an awesome city. It's shaped me for the better. The community that you can find here is so warm and welcoming that that I really do think it brings people in and, and people have a hard time leaving. And if you're a person with kids, I know a great school for you to check out. I know a place that'll have wide arms open for you to bring you in for that. And if you're listening because you think you might want to go live abroad and maybe not Indonesia, I definitely say do it. I think getting the experience of living outside the U.S., I think it's a privilege. I think it's a ton of fun. And there's no better adventure than living abroad and diving right in. And don't hold back. Don't limit yourself. Go out into the world, be in a place, live there, embrace it, and, and see what you learn from it. Great. Thanks, Nick, for chatting with us today. Thank you again for having me on. The American Citizens Abroad podcast is a monthly podcast that is published the second Tuesday of each month. It is edited and produced by me, Michelle, and is a product of American Citizens Abroad. You can find us on Twitter at ACA underscore podcast, on Facebook at American Citizens Abroad podcast, or you can email us at podcast at americansabroad.org. Remember, give us a good rating on Apple Podcasts so other Americans living abroad can find us. 